You might not think that a few simple words could make you crave McDonald's breakfast sandwiches. But if you listen closely to the sound of me saying, McGriddles, McMuffin, you might be wrong. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess, and the time has come, honey. We are recording episodes from my living room. Isn't that a scam in itself, child? Uh, hope the sound sounds good. If it don't, don't at me on Twitter. I told y'all about that. Uh, but guys, I'm super excited because this is a homie. This is a friend. This is someone I've worked with for years. She's super talented, super funny. You've seen her in the Pitch Perfect movies, honey. You can stream her right now from your your lonely homes on Nora from Queens. Get you some laughs on Comedy Central. See her in that. I have Chrissy Fit. Hi, Chrissy. Uh- Hi, 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 Lacey. Oh my gosh. I love to see your face and hear your voice. (laughs) I do too. You have such a pleasant voice. People are going to enjoy this. People don't like my voice. It's it's grating. So it's nice to have this like angelic, this angelic sound coming through the speakers. (laughs) No, it's okay. Look, I I accept my gift. I believe that. No, you have the greatest. I I love your voice. (laughs) I love everything about you. You know that I think you're an angel baby. So stop. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm um, just so excited. We've been trying to do this for such a long time, but we've had so many scheduling things, and you're in New York, or I'm about to be in Georgia, and now we're both at home. <laughs> now we stuck, girl. Yes. <laughs> we got, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but listen, y'all know y'all stuck. We're not about to bore y'all with the quarantine shit, because I know y'all hear enough of that, of that everywhere. You know what I'm tired of? Fucking quarantine commercials. Bitch, stop saying you here for me. You're not really here for me. If you here for me, give me some money. <laughs> Like, don't exactly. ask me to buy your product. Burger King, how you going to be here for me? <laughs> I, I hate when everyone starts an email with, like, um, crazy times. I'm like, oh, I know. I'm living it, too. Like, you, we right. don't have to mention it every single time that it's crazy times. It's fucking crazy. Let's right. The president is crazy as fuck <laughs> and saying crazy shit every day on national TV. Like, bitch, we get it. I was like, I don't we want we don't need to talk it. about this. Right. We so don't. We'll hop we don't. Right into it. What's hot and fraud? Actually, someone tagged me on this on Twitter and I just thought it yeah. was a f- I don't I can't confirm where the story came from. It comes from Reddit. You know how people do those like, am I the asshole uh, questions on Twitter? Have you seen those? Oh, we yes, yes. I didn't know anything about it until recently. And then I went down a rabbit hole and I'm like, this is yes. fantastic. Yeah, it's really Some, great. It's so good. Some of them are fabricated or they just feel a little extra to me. They don't feel real. Mm-hmm. But every now and then I read one that I'm like, this is funny. Um, <laughs> And so we're going to put one of those for what's hot and fried, guys. I don't know if y'all are out there internet dating. We were talking about internet dating before, like if we were going to start doing it in quarantine. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, I, I don't know about that. I don't know if this story you're going to tell now is going to make me want to or not. But it truly um, will not I'm motivate ready for you. it. Okay, but, uh, great. So this, this is a guy. He says, I think my, so this is a 46-year-old man and his wife is 21. So he is mm-hmm. 25 years older than her. That's already a scam. Ooh, like, already. Big who, scam. But who's 25 years who? old? <laughs> right. Right. That, that seems mutual. That seems mutual. It's like you, the woman is like, you look too young to be, be with this man. But then the man is like, why you want this little baby? Right, uh, right, 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 20, right, right. 21 is a child. <laughs> However, I know people be falling in love, child. My parents have been married for many, many years. And uh, my dad is 10 years older than my mom. So, okay. You know, okay. Hey. yeah. And I kind of like that because I feel like if me and my man the same age, like, then how I'm going to stunt on him? You know, like, Beyonce be stunting on Jay-Z now because he getting old and he trying to hang on, but she's still a bad bitch in her prime. Right, 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 right. I don't I don't think 10 years is bad, though. I think, yeah, yeah 20, 25 years is kind of a little suspect. Yeah, you yeah know, that's like that a means, quarter of a decade. Yeah. What are you working with down there? You know what I mean? Ooh. Ooh. Well, listen, to quote, my, to quote Florida girls, uh, mm-hmm. the dick don't wrinkle when it's hard. Already. <laughs> <laughs> we're already there we already got this <laughs> deep you end. know hey hey uh let's just get into it so yeah. sadly uh the title is exactly what occurred i think so so basically he said am i being scammed mm-hmm. and he said sadly the title is what occurred at least i think my wife is from moldova up until now i thought she was the absolute perfect woman she's beautiful she makes me feel alive and excited i hope she does she's 25 years younger than you she has a great sense of humor she laughs and jokes uh even when she doesn't understand due to her language barrier which i find cute Ah. cute (laughs) imagine if you can't speak the language so you just be like (laughs) it's like it's like yeah we gotta cremate my aunt this week and she's like (laughs) cremation (laughs) like i don't know how cute that is she thinks it's visitation Uh, (laughs) right she don't even know Um, don't even know but fine fine so when I first went to Moldova two years ago to bring her to America for the K-1 visa, her parents told me that it's a tradition in their culture that if the groom comes from another country, they need to buy a luxury gift for the parents of their choosing. However, oh, the wow. catch is the gift needs to be multiplied by the amount of decades the marriage will last. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which I'm like, so if I'm like, nah, we only gonna be married for like two decades. So here's two <laughs> gifts. Like what? What? Um, I like... <laughs> I like these parents. <laughs> Realistically great. speaking, he says, I'm slightly older than my wife. So I said, let's get them four gifts because I don't see myself living for 50 more years. Wow. That's, this is <laughs> This is dark. This is dark, lazy. <laughs> but then why they tell him that even numbers are unlucky? <laughs> so he needs to get five. five. They're like, we need to include our cousin, our third cousin from the left. Yeah. Right. They said that this displeases Balur, a folklore creature in their tradition. Of course, my wife backed them up on this and said there needed to be five gifts. Now, I'm not rich. I've been divorced twice already. And I have twice. Ooh, child. Yeah, you got half twice, (laughs) half and then half again. He said, I have some money, but definitely not millions lying around. I hope that a luxury gift in Moldova would be something like a goat. Racist. What do you mean, a oh, goat? Just because of a different oh. country? 
I'm glad they got that, you. I'm glad. I am glad too. That is some shady ass shit. <laughs> it's like so you're Cuban. Ter- I'm gonna give you a cigar. Right. <laughs> I got no. you some platanos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Arroz con frijoles. That's the gift, right, of your country? That's what you like? I got you mofongo. Oh, you're not Puerto Rican. Okay. So that's wrong. So wait, tacos? No. No. I love it. So he says, turns out they requested, this is their request, uh, Christy. Okay. A Peloton. Ooh. What? I don't even have a Peloton. <laughs> they said it's okay. what they needed. And I and they wanted five of them. <laughs> I asked why they needed five and they cited the folklore but didn't explain why it actually needed five exercise bikes. They're so about listen, to start a gym. They're gonna start a gym. Oh the my god. The god Balor said that he who bringeth five is Pelotons. Tonithus. <laughs> May marry our child. Yeah. 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 I think I read yeah, that somewhere that. too. Let's let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, but Lord put that on a rock or something. The rock is real right. old, so we can't even really decipher. But that's what he meant. <laughs> you know, that's the gist. So he says it became a hard no for them. If I didn't get them the stationary bikes. So I did. Even though I warned my wife this meant a much smaller wedding for us. She said we would elope and that she didn't care. Now, I don't know if she really said that or if he was like, okay, so this means that financially we're not going to be able to have a wedding at this venue. And she was like, (laughs) (laughs) because she didn't understand shit. (laughs) All she knows is Peloton. (laughs) Right. She was like, venue, hee, hee, hee. I don't know. I don't know if she really said this. So, well, some time has gone by. And by coincidence, I happen to have made a friend from Moldova online since then. By coincidence. Why was you back on the Moldovan Mm. uh, Tinder? Huh? Like some years have gone by. Now you tired of your wife? Who you talking to on Moldovan Tinder? He wants wife number four. That's why. (laughs) Right. And, and oh, it's, I don't accidentally meet people in Moldova. You got to be looking no. for people. Right. So, <laughs> he said, I told my friend about the Peloton gifts and she told, oh, she, your friend is a she. Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like this mm-hmm. dude. I think he already trying to skip out on his wife. She told him that yeah. this is not a Moldovan tradition. She said, my wife and her parents scammed me. I asked my wife what her parents did with the bikes, and she said they sold them because keeping luxury gifts in the house also torments the demon and brings misfortune. I don't know who the demon is. A demon. The The demons. It seems like there were multiple demons, though. You know the demon. The demons. (laughs) Everybody knows the demon anyway. We don't need to explain that. So wow. I've completely, he says, I've completely lost my trust in her. And I wonder how I can even move forward with this relationship. She still denies scamming me, but apparently her parents are now living in a better house, probably laughing at me. I feel so used and humiliated. Not sure what to do. So I'm just going to say, bruh, it feels like you're trying to find a way out of this marriage. You already mm. talking to some other girls. From the mm-hmm. same country, like you trying to double dip in Moldovan, you know, I don't even know how to phrase that. <laughs> Women. 
I was trying to say like the the name. You know how we're Americans, like the name of the country, the Maldovians. Maybe. Maldovian. Yeah. Probably wrong. The Maldives. Um, yeah, we gonna go with that. We go- okay, Maldives. Maldives. <laughs> And if you're from Moldova and you're hearing this and you're screaming right now. We are now, so uh, sorry. We are so sorry. We're so sorry. You know, I used to read, but now I can't get books anymore. I can't leave my home. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I'm going to blame it on. So yeah. it feels like he was just trying to get out of this relationship. And you're talking to another woman. Yeah. Also, like, you scammed her. Why do you think that you get to be 25 years older than this woman? She's probably gorgeous. She's tw- she's 21. She's agreed to be your wife. Like, you got a, there's some trade-off there. Yeah, you got a good deal. Like, five Peloton bikes for this beautiful young wife? I think, I think I could live with that. Right? Right. Women are out here getting way more than that. They're getting Range Rover, Chanel bags. Like, when you're yeah. beautiful and young, you can get the bag. So I don't know right. if you were scammed. And I'm against the he, the way he wrote this, it's very pretty well written. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a guess he's, you know, probably not attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he said um, that she didn't understand English and and laughed and that he found that cute, I was like, mm, "You a weirdo! Mm. Like you're not gonna teach her the word? Like y'all not gonna Rosetta Stone this? <laughs> you just want her not to understand English? Like you weird? You weird? Yeah, he's weird. I think whatever it is that happened to him, he deserved, in my opinion, and he actually got off well. So yeah, I don't feel sorry for you. this man. I do not. No sorries to this man. No sorries to this man. No, no. All right, guys, we're going to take a tiny break of non scam advertisements. We'll be right back. Scams! Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about. Children. Yes, Whitney said they are our future. And don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher. Okay, which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. I IXL grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her 
we're in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing it right over there. I got on the underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. All right, guys, and we're back. And it's time for my favorite segment, Historic Hoodwinks. This is where I'm going to regale Chrissy with a very historic con, and we're going to get her opinions all the way through. And This is great. This is great. Have a good time. Oh, yes. I am not. I am not a scammer. So, like, I love hearing these stories. I feel like I'm usually the one that gets scammed most of the time. Oh, no. You feel like you're a mark? I am. I'm a mark just because I'm I'm kind of gullible. Like, well, I, I'm not. Okay, I'm gullible. Um, and I'm very trusting. So I get scammed. Like, I just recently got scammed on Instagram because I bought. From what? Um, well, this, this is definitely a scam because. Um, I I looked into it after I got scammed. Um, it was like an ad, so I bought this like galaxy thing that like projects onto your um, roof or whatever, and it, it looked really cool. I bought one for my friend, and so I bought a second one. It said if you buy this amount, then free shipping. So okay. I was like, okay, I'm gonna get two, and so I got two, and it said six weeks for delivery, and I was like, wait, why are why is this going to take six weeks? But I was like, oh, they're probably really busy right now. So <laughs> I'm just You know, everybody's slide. buying Galaxy uh, projectors right <laughs> projectors now. Projectors for their roof. And I'll just tell my friend that, like, her birthday gift is a little late. And then weeks go by. And I, I mean, I, I look at their Instagram page and they only have a couple of, like, posts. Posts. And then people are commenting, like, I never got my thing. I never got. And I started emailing them. It was definitely a scam. They, like, made this whole fake thing up. They bought ads for Instagram to get people and then never sent them their stuff. And, like, by the time you said, hey, I never got it in my six weeks, it's already past the billing cycle. So you can't stop the payment for your credit card or your bank or whatever. So yeah, you can't stop it, but you can go back and say fraud, and they'll give you the money back. For real? Yes, <laughs> Look at this. absolutely. Okay, okay. Yes. So you can I do just, that. All right. You see, I I I don't know anything. That's why I get taken advantage. Yes. <laughs> oh no, no. Look, I have bought some Instagram boutiques. Sometimes that should be looking good. I bought some outfits. They took a really long time to ship, and some of it didn't ship, but they refunded me for that. And it was just kind of like bootleg, so I haven't done it. Um, in a while yeah. but yeah people like to do that because they'll do like a six week shipping so that in six weeks they can get a lot of people and they'll have you waiting so you're not gonna immediately be like so because like if you said three to four business days or whatever like after three to four business days you're gonna be barking up their tree but if you say six mm-hmm. weeks that kind of keeps the window open for them to keep running the scam before people start to realize on the instagram that everyone's like please where are my things <laughs> Give me my money. But yeah, you should still be able to go to your bank and be like, I never received this. This is fraud. Um, I want to be reimbursed for these charges. 
You see? Scam goddess doing good in the world. Now I get my money back. (laughs) And like Snoop just posted some videos with this Galaxy thing, but I think it's a different brand. And I think Uh, that I I might order it from that one because that one seems real, right? Legitimate, yeah. Legitimate. I always read on Instagram too, guys. If y'all are buying on Instagram, look at the comments on everything that is being posted. And even like sometimes Mm. on the sponsored posts, the people who sponsor them will delete all the negative comments real time so that it keeps it from looking suspicious so you got to go to their page too and see what people are writing and also just search a hashtag with their name on instagram because people get real mad and make posts and stuff so yeah we'll figure it out (sighs) shady i know shady all right what does this shady person do so this is the (laughs) the high priestess of fraudulent finance so this is like Early 1900s. I'm excited because we've had a lot of really current scammers, sometimes too current, to where they feel mm-hmm. the need to fight with me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so oh, girl. It's nice, <laughs> it's nice to have one a blast from the past every now and then, too. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, A lot of this comes from Smithsonian Mag, which was written by Karen Abbott. So shout out to Karen up top. Um, In the early 1900s, also shout out to Sherilyn, who does the research for this podcast, Sherilyn Vera. Um, In the early 1900s, a woman calling herself Cassie L. Chadwick managed to scam her way into hundreds of thousands of dollars by forging checks, wills, moving many times, and changing her name. Oh, and also convincing others that she was related to some of the wealthiest socialites and businessmen of the time. She was most known for convincing everyone that she was the illegitimate daughter of Andrew Carnegie. So like Carnegie oh. Hall and oh. yeah, uh, Carnegie Whoa. Mellon University. Yeah, which I went to school in Pittsburgh. So Carnegie Mellon was up the street and we would take classes there and stuff. So, you know, that's a pretty popping scam. I'm pretty not mad poppin'. at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I stayed at Carnegie uh, Hall one time. I want to brag there. <laughs> yes. Uh, I did. That's a big brag. It, it is pretty big brag. Just dropped it there. <laughs> I'll pick it up later. <laughs> right. No, do bring it back. Do bring it back around okay, okay. so that the people know. Um, so Elizabeth Betty Bigley was born. That is like a very old timey name. Elizabeth Betty Bigley, Betty Bigley. was born in October 1857. The fifth of eight children and grew up on a small farm in Ontario, Canada. Um, so as a girl, she <laughs> lost her hearing in Why one year. Why are you stopping? <laughs> because I would drive everyone crazy. Uh, <laughs> she lost her earring in one ear. No. <laughs> and she developed a speech impediment. Damn, so she couldn't Damn. hear and she couldn't, she couldn't talk a little bit. Um, which conditioned her to speak few words and choose them with care. Her classmates hmm. found her peculiar. Cassie Chadwick was just one of many names that she went by. So remember, we call her Cassie in the beginning, but her real name is Elizabeth, but also sometimes Betty. Betty. Um, <laughs> which I love. A, you as a scammer, you got to change your name. You can't just have one right. alias. Um, it's it's important. Her sister mm-hmm. Alice would sometimes find practicing family members' signatures and scrawling their names. So her sister would find Betty practicing her family's signatures. And scrawling mm. the names over and over again. You know, that old-timey uh, game <laughs> as a child where you copy your parents' signatures. Actually, you know, Lacey, I used fun. to do that. I used to do that all the time with my mom. <laughs> I did. And I used to, like, sign. I used to, oh, gosh, I was actually bad. I used to steal 
hall passes from teachers and like <sighs> practice their signature to get my friends out of class. Oh, so yes, me and Betty. That sounds me wonderful. And Betty. You were you yeah. were liberating people. My mom I had was. a rubber stamp. I'm bad at calligraphy. I you, my handwriting is that of a serial killer. Um, if you saw it, you'd be like, <laughs> is she trying to murder me or wish me a happy birthday? I don't know. Um, I really hate writing things. Um, it's oh, very wow. embarrassing for me. But my mom had a rubber stamp with her signature on it. So I used to just like take the stamp and then clean the corners off so there wasn't no little square around it. And then I would just stamp stuff with a name on it. Damn! (laughs) I got away with having... I had 35 detentions in the sixth grade for being tardy. They were all for being late. I had good grades. I was like, I just did not like to be places on time. I still don't. And I used to just sign with a little rubber stamp. I was like, they'd be like, did your parents know you're getting all these detentions? I'd be like, yep, here you go. Here's the signature. You had it easy. You had a stamp. I had to like learn how to do my mom's. I'm from the olden times. Betty. (laughs) I, that was very privileged in my scams. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have to work as hard. Uh, I will say that. So Betty was out here stealing everybody's signature. At the age of 13, Betty devised her first scheme, writing a letter saying an uncle had died and left her a small sum of money. At 13? Ooh, I'm impressed. I'm not going to lie. But also, I guess 13 was much older back then. They were trying to make you get married at 13 back yeah, in these yeah, nasty yeah. times. Ugh. Nasty times. Nasty. Um, <laughs> so, this forged notification of her inheritance looked authentic enough to dupe a local bank, which issued checks allowing her to spend the money in advance. After a few months, she was arrested and warned to never do it again. Ooh. I would love to get arrested and they'd be like, don't do it no more. <laughs> Don't you dare do a bad thing, okay? Go on, white girl. <laughs> right, right. I wish. Wish. Uh, so after she got her warning, after she got her time out, in 1879, at the age of 22, she saved up for an expensive letterhead and using the fictitious name and address of an Ontario attorney, notified herself that a philanthropist had died and left her an inheritance of $15,000. So she just going to run the same scam. <laughs> She said, okay, I won't do it again for, like, nine years. And then I will do it again. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, wow. So she had a printer create business cards resembling the cards of the social elite. Hers read, Miss Bigley, heiress to $15,000. I guess that was a lot of money in the time if we're talking about inflation. Um, Yeah, definitely. This is still the early 1900s? Or 1800s. Yeah. Okay, okay. This is like, this all started up in 1857. She was born in 1857, oh. so 22 years after that, it would have been 1879. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So $15,000 was probably some guap. But also, like, I don't feel like I'm about <laughs> to run around town with a car that's got my exact net worth on it. Like, I guess we kind of <laughs> do that no. with Forbes. Let me see Mosley. I got... Like, I don't, I don't know if I want people knowing the exact number, even if it's large. Like, that's always freaked me out about Forbes. Like, do you really, like, it's a social class thing where people want to be, like, Kanye fought to be declared a billionaire. Uh, because when he was evaluated by Forbes, they said no the first couple of times because of the Trump rule. They literally have a rule because of our lying ass president called the Trump rule. 
Yeah. Where, like, in order to evaluate your assets, they take all the assets from different places and they, like, divide them by three and do some other shit to try to make sure that you can't overinflate it to make yourself look like a billionaire because Trump has done that. <clears throat> Supposedly, he's, like, cash poor, but his assets are around, like, $700 million. Um, But who knows? I mean, he'd be just lying every day all the time. When when he talking, he lying. So <laughs> who knows? But that <laughs> he lies is a about the thing. lie that he just lied about. Ugh. Do you get yeah. back to the truth at a certain point if you do that? Like if you lie about the lie that you lied, <laughs> and then you lied about that lie and then that lie, at some point, do you tell the truth? Right, <laughs> maybe because a negative plus a negative equals negative. a positive. Yeah, yeah, times right? I don't know. Movie, I'm an actress. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Look, we don't know anything about Maldova. I'm just gonna go we ahead. We don't know anything about uh, <laughs> multiplying negatives. Okay. I learned that shit in school, <laughs> and then I forgot we're, it. We're actresses, okay? We do not do math. <laughs> now I do math. I be doing a little math. Um, a little bit. You were doing. You did some fast math there. You were like, oh, if she was born there, I was like. Uh-huh. I'm going to take your word. <laughs> <laughs> so Betty's running around with these cards uh, telling everybody she's a 15000 Uh She would enter a shop, choose an expensive item, then write a check for that sum that exceeded the price. Oh, for a sum that exceeded the price of the item. Many merchants were willing to give her the cash difference between the cost of the item and the amount of the check. If anyone questioned whether she could afford her purchases, she coolly produced her calling card, and it worked every time. So she was over here writing hot checks, the hottest, and then being like, give me the cash back. Like, why why am I giving you cash back for a check? Go to the bank. Where you have the cash. (laughs) <laughs> right but back in the day people were super trusting they left their doors unlocked they took credit for things and you know she had a card that said she had fifteen thousand dollars why would we assume she did it <laughs> why why would she lie yeah there were a bunch of me back then just being like oh it says it right here great here you go <laughs> <laughs> she literally hands you a card that says i'm very rich and i'm like okay <laughs> it's right here in print you are very rich uh, what you else would you Do like? you have a galaxy light too? Thank you. I'll take one of those. <laughs> this very legitimate <laughs> business that is definitely very real and legitimate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I'm also impressed though because she couldn't really speak or hear well and she's doing all this. Right. So it doesn't say how far she's progressed with her okay. speaking, okay. but they said that she was very deliberate when she spoke. So perhaps that spoke. came off to people as elitist because, you know, she's giving you like, right. I'm not gonna make fun of people who have speech impediments and stuff, but she's probably giving you very like, she's, I'm rich. Like, you know how like rich people be kind of yes. sometimes she's like, no, mm-hmm. give me the cash. Oh, I'm rich. I'm 50. There you go. Like, she's like very, they're like a woman of few words. Right. Like, right. So, Confident because she doesn't have to say much. She like, okay. Right. Listen. I get it. She, she might have spun this. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Betty then headed to Cleveland to live with her sister, Alice, who was just married. She promised Alice she wouldn't. Oh, so she promised Alice that she didn't want to impose and would only stay as long as it took for her to launch herself. Now, how are you going to say you're not going to impose, but you can't give me no end date? <laughs> I don't want to impose. I'm just going to be here until I start doing well. <laughs> how, how 
how long does it take? <laughs> that could be what, three months. That could be 10 years. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. She's like scamming her families, too. <laughs> this girl cannot be trusted. What if we move to L.A. and we stay with a friend and we're like, I'm just stay here till my acting career get popping off. <laughs> Not long. I don't want to impose. Just until I'm at the Golden Globes. Is that cool? Right. <laughs> so I'm not even talking Oscars. Golden Globe is fine. Right. Look, oh. daytime Emmys, okay? As soon as I set foot on that carpet, a bitch moving now. You know? Like, yep. I feel like we need a better timeline, Alice. This ain't right. So, <sighs> Betty, so then, while Alice thought her sister was seeking a job at a factory or a shop, Betty was roaming the house, taking stock of everything from chairs to cutlery to paintings. Are you casing your sister's house, <gasps> Betty? She estimated their value and then arranged for a bank loan using the furnishings as collateral. When Alice's husband what? discovered the ruse, he kicked Betty out and she moved on to another neighborhood in the city where she met Dr. Wallace S. Springsteen. Girl, this is your sister. <laughs> so you she's ruthless this is your sister she really has no ruth because this is this your fuck she first of all she let you into the house she just got married and so now she probably got to be fucking all quiet in the corner trying not to you don't you don't want to hear yeah. their marital relations like she's probably changed up her whole routine you know what i mean she probably used to be getting naked in the living room and uh, heating up the bedpan and getting it nice and spicy i don't know it was the olden times i don't know where they was having sex probably smelled anyway but now she got she got to change her whole lifestyle for you and you go case her whole house and sell all her shit to the bank house oh gosh disowned well Right. I, I guess when she said she was going to stay as long as it took her to get on her feet, she meant like as long as it took her. She's <laughs> like, I'm going to stay as long as you have a home. Because as soon as the bank comes yeah. for this, we'll have nowhere to live. <laughs> uh, she's trifling. Damn. So she meets this doctor, Dr. S- Wallace mm. S. Springsteen. The doctor was immediately captivated. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that reminds me of Drake uh, the video where he's like <laughs> so she and the doctor married before a justice of the peace December 1883 and the Cleveland Plain dealer printed a notice of their union I don't know what a Cleveland Plain dealer is but I'm guessing somebody in the court um, official but yeah. with yeah 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 um, but within days, a number of furious merchants showed up at the couple's home demanding to re- be repaid. Oh, okay. So this is what it is. The Cleveland Plain dealer is like, back in the day, you know, they had like the little paper where the girls would print it up word by word on the press. You know what I mean? Like they'd be, they would print like the little paper or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the town would get the tea from the little paper. So they put a wedding announcement okay. out. This dummy. <laughs> Alice, oh, No. He- you know you done robbed everybody around the city. You went on tour. A tour of robbery. Yeah. Why would you put out a press release like, hey, y'all met my doctor bae. A bitch is winning in life. <laughs> y'all can call me Mrs. Dr. Springsteen. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to flex. How you trying to flex? How you trying to beat Kanye? <laughs> Get on the like, floor girl, list. You are uh, a criminal. So... 
<laughs> Within days, a number of furious merchants showed up at the couple's home demanding to be repaid. Because I said, bam, we know where this bitch live. Boom. All right, y'all, get the horses. Mm-hmm. Get the carriages. Uh, somebody bring me a goat. I'm going to ride a goat over there. Uh, let's go. <laughs> let's go get our money. <laughs> somebody get the pitches and the forks, okay? Somebody set them on fire. Let's go. Okay? Let's go. <laughs> Somebody t- tell the mob we meeting on the corner. Tell the mob we meeting on the corner of the of the general store at six. Okay, store and the bank and this we're gonna flash right. mob this bitch. Right. Tell tell the mob we're angry. Okay, I want everybody <laughs> angry when they show angry. up. Angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be doing a very angry walk. It will be several miles. Some of you will die of typhoid, <laughs> but we gonna get our money. We're gonna get our money. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't... I just now I just imagine you during that time leading the charge and being like, okay, motivation, angry, like real angry. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Keep it up. The energy's got to be high when we get there. Okay. No, you can't bring your baby, Cheryl. I told you, no babies. We don't have time. No. <laughs> we got to be back by sundown. We don't got no lights. It's coyotes out here. Right. <laughs> Keep the pace up. oh man oh my god so they showed up to the house and they were demanding their coins dr springsteen checked their stories and paid off his wife's debts damn oh man (laughs) poor dr springsteen he thought he thought he just had a bad bitch with no flaws (laughs) (laughs) the whole town being like your wife is trifling (laughs) So it says that their marriage lasted 12 days. Oh. So Dr. Springsteen got out days. of here. I mean, that's, that she must have been a real bad bitch. She she must have been a bad bitch you could never kill. Because he was like, after he paid her debts, he still t- stayed with her for 12 more days. She so was probably trying to I run was some just more cons. Gonna say. Yeah, I was just going to say, though, because, like, why would he pay her debts? To then leave. Right. But, I mean, he's a doctor, right? So, he's, he's got that good reputation. He probably didn't want any of this getting out. So, he was like, all right, here. How much show you? Okay. What business card she showed you? 15000 there? All right. <laughs> like, everybody's story is, like, adding up. She's been robbed. Hell, her sister probably was in the mob. She was like, fuck that bitch. She my sister. <laughs> she messed up my honeymoon. <sighs> she tried to sell all my furniture to the bank. I would also like to be repaid. <laughs> like... How your sister going to lead the angry mob against you? That ain't right. <laughs> uh, I'm okay with uh, but it. I, right. I hope that it happened. I actually added yeah. that in. Guys, you know I like to embellish. So I don't know if her sister was in the angry mob, but I hope that she was. Um, <laughs> so now the time has come for her to reinvent herself. Betty became Mimi. Marie Rosa and lived in various boarding houses, scamming merchants and honing her skills. She changed her name many times and devised so many stories, including claiming to be the niece of Civil War gentleman uh, William Tecumseh Sherman, pretending to be very ill. One witness reported that through a trick of extracting blood from her gums, she led people to believe she was suffering from a hemorrhage. (gasps) 
Girl, you was off here cutting your gums. Oh my god, she is method. <laughs> Respect. She claimed to be clairvoyant uh, okay. and married two of her clients. She claimed to be a psychic. She had a lot of psychics, uh, you know, clientele, and then she married two of her clients. Um, the second was to a businessman. <laughs> I'm sorry. Which imagine she had that. A son. Wait, imagine that reading where you're just like, hmm. <laughs> And your future, I see you married to me. <laughs> like, wait, what? Really? Wait, what? <laughs> I marry you? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what the, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. the, yeah, yeah. That's what this, the gods are saying. Uh, you had a grandma, right? Yeah, yeah, I did have a grandma. Uh, yeah, she's saying we're supposed to be married. <laughs> <laughs> and we sh- we're supposed to share a bank account. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what she has said first. Before we get married, we need to go to the bank. And share a bank account. (laughs) Oh, man. So her second husband, uh, Hoover, which whom she had a son, Emile Hoover, died in 1888, leaving Betty an estate worth $50,000. Damn. So she finally got to the bag. And 50 is a lot. That's more than she was pretending to have. She was only pretending to have 15. So wow. she she moved to Toledo and assumed a new identity, living as me. What is M M E dot? Is that like mistress or she was Lydia Devereer? Lydia Devereer. I want to know what M M E dot stands for. Madame. Mademoiselle. <laughs> oh. Yes, there we go. Well, y'all could have just wrote Mademoiselle, okay? Yeah, I know. So now she's French. Um, yes. I don't know why. Okay. But she's rich and she's French. And her name is Mademoiselle Lydia Devere. At one point, the banks caught on and she was convicted of forgery and sentenced to nine and a half years in the state penitentiary. Even there, she posed as clairvoyant, telling the warden that she would lose $5,000 in a business deal, which he did, and then die of cancer, which he also did. Ooh. Hmm. Maybe she Plot was twist. clairvoyant. <laughs> right. <laughs> or maybe back then, like, you could just tell when people had the cancer, you know? Right. <laughs> When it when it got pretty bad, like he just kept to work, kept coughing every day, and she was like, "Yeah, take a wild guess." Um, yeah. From her jail cell, she began writing a letter campaign to the parole board, claiming her remorse and promising to change. Three and a half years into her sentence, Governor and future President William McKinley signed the papers for her release. She must have been just a real bad bitch. She only did yeah. three of the nine years. I'm surprised she did that. Wow. So her most famous scam. This isn't even her most mm-hmm. famous scam. These were just the cute cons she was doing on, you know, a, a Tuesday, a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> you know, a Lacey. little robbery in the morning. She might be my new hero. Because I literally thought she was done after the divorce with the husband, the doctor husband. But she just kept it I don't it understand why she wasn't. She had $50,000. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. So... In 1902, Cassie L. Chadwick. Okay, I thought she was Mademoiselle Wesselface. She she has Guys, to keep changing it up. Don't even hold on to these names because they're changing <laughs> so fast. Just so keep Cassie. calling her bad bitch. <laughs> so, Mademoiselle bad bitch. Uh, mm-hmm. Cassie L. Chadwick 
took a train from Cleveland to New York City and a cab to the Holland House, a hotel at the corner of 30th Street and 5th Avenue, internationally renowned for its gilded banquet room and $350,000 wine cellar, which that's a lot of money Ooh. in 1902. That's like millions. Um, yeah. She waited in the lobby, tapping her high-buttoned shoes on the Sienna marble, watching men glide by, searching for one man in particular, James Dillon, a lawyer and friend of her husband's, standing alone. She walked towards him, grazing his arm as she passed, She and waited for him to pardon himself. As he said the word, she spun around and exclaimed, What a delightful coincidence to see you here so far from home. <laughs> J- D- Dylan, what you doing over here? This is so crazy that I ran into you and definitely didn't stalk you. I definitely didn't stalk you, Mr. Dylan. What's up? What's <laughs> going <love> on? <laughs> So crazy that we both just happened to be here and I was not in jail for three years. <laughs> My name is Candy. <laughs> like, what? I so, dropped the Mademoiselle. <laughs> right. Madam, I mean, excuse me. Uh, Cassie. If she said, it's me Cassie. and you. Nah, I've been waiting. If I'm gonna make that move. I imagine this is what she looks like um, and that she's Cassie. Exactly. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> so... So she said she was in town briefly on some private business and, in fact, was on her way to her father's house. Would Mr. Dillon be so kind as to escort her there? Dillon, happily obliged. She's got to be sexy. She's got to just be very hot. She's got to be. Yeah. And he hailed an open carriage. Cassie gave the driver an address and kept up a cheery patter until they arrived there at the four-story mansion belonging to steel magnate Andrew Carnegie. She told him she'd be back shortly. The butler opened the door to find a refined, well-dressed lady who politely asked to speak to the head housekeeper. When the woman presented herself, Cassie explained that she was thinking of hiring Matilda. Hilda, wait, uh, hiring a maid. Hilda Schmidt, who had supposedly worked for the Carnegie family uh, as a housekeeper, was puzzled and said no one by that name had ever worked for the family. Cassie protested. Was she absolutely certain? Did she give details of physical description? Rattled, and then she like told this whole story about this fake maid and housekeeper's background. And the housekeeper insisted that there must be some misunderstanding. Huh. Hmm. So she was saying that Hilda, so she basically talked to this maid and was like, hey, I'm about to hire Hilda. She used to work for y'all. Then the maid was like, no, we ain't never had no Hilda here. Wait. Then she was like, are you sure? She had short hair and a long body. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, she starts giving short all these- hair and a long body. <laughs> <laughs> she starts giving all these details. She was like, no, she had like a strong nose. If you saw her jaw, you would remember it. Like none of these details you can actually add up to a face. <laughs> Right. <laughs> she was like, she was like, girl, no, I don't know who you're talking about. So Cassie thanked her profusely, complimented the spotless house, and let herself out, slipping a large brown envelope out of her coat as she turned back to the street. She had managed to stretch the encounter into just under a half hour. As she climbed into the carriage, Dylan apologized for what he was about to ask, but he said, who was her father exactly? So she went in there. She was like, this is my daddy house. (gasps) She went in for half an hour and just talk cash shit about nothing. (laughs) Just so (laughs) that she seemed that that was her home. Wow. I'm I'm obsessed with this woman. Whatever her name is. (laughs) 
Like this man just wait right. This man just waited for you in the car for a half an hour in old timey times. What was he just doing? Ooh. Twiddling his thumbs, talking to the horse driver. There's nothing to do. He, he has didn't. no cell phone. He doesn't have I a guess phone. You're right. Maybe he had the paper. I don't know. How he, <laughs> he managed had to paper. entertain himself. And she's in there just So anyway, y'all don't know Hilda? You sure you don't know Hilda? I'm gonna ask y'all three more <laughs> times if y'all know Hilda. <laughs> and she's like, Okay, bye, never mind. Okay, just so, kidding. He's like, Who is your father? Please, Cassie said. He mustn't disclose her secret to anyone. She's Andrew Carnegie's illegitimate daughter. <gasps> She handed over an envelope which contained a pair of promissory notes for $250,000 and $500,000 signed by Carnegie himself and securities valued at a total of $5 million. Out of guilt and sense of responsibility, Daddy had left her large sums of money, she said. She had numerous other notes stashed in a dresser drawer at home. She reminded Dylan not to speak of her parentage, knowing it was a promise that he was not going to keep. She was like, don't tell nobody. Definitely don't go down to the town square and have a drink at the pub and tell everybody. Don't show them these notes that I have. Don't tell nobody. (laughs) Don't tell anybody, especially not Martha. She's the town gossip. She should not know. Definitely don't tell her, even though she'll be in front of the saloon at 3 p.m. today. But don't don't tell her. (laughs) this bitch i love her i love her so much so eventually she returned to cleveland as cassie l hoover and married another doctor who was a wealthy widower and descendant of one of cleveland's oldest families so she found a nice family to marry into the new cassie l chadwick how many times has she been married now she married two of her psychic clients she married that first guy for 12 days this would be her fourth marriage that's four more than me. So. Right. I've never been married. <laughs> uh, I clearly, clearly, I need to get on it. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Uh, I could have had several doing? small We got to change our names <laughs> right. and print out some business cards with our network. <laughs> That's what we got to do, I okay. guess. Chrissy Fit Millionaire. <laughs> if I saw it, I'd believe it. I'd believe it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> She was eager to impress her neighbors now because she's like a part of one of Cleveland's oldest families. One of them, her neighbors Mm -hmm. had relations with John D. Rockefeller. One was like a U.S. senator. The other one was like Abraham Lincoln's private secretary. You know, so all the girls were popping in Cleveland. And she was Uh a part of the society. She brought everything that struck her fancy and never asked the price. She bought a $9,000 pipe organ, a musical chair that plunked out of tune when someone sat down, and had a chest of diamonds and pearls inventoried at $98,000 and a $40,000 rope of pearls that she ordered custom-made hats and clothing from New York, sculptures from Far East, furniture from Europe. During Christmas in 1903, the year after James Dillon told all of Cleveland about her shocking connection to Andrew Carnegie, mm. she bought eight pianos and presented them as gifts to friends. Wow. <laughs> This so, bitch had taste. She had taste. She's getting pianos for people. This other guy had to get Pelotons. Right. She got everybody a Peloton. She no got, problem. Back in the day, that's what that translated to. Okay. Right. Well, a Peloton's a piano. <laughs> um, but imagine, like, she's like Oprah. She's like, you get a piano, you get a piano. <laughs> <laughs> These are exactly 
don't get chiseled. Right? Like, why do you have a chest of jewels? Can you wear them? You got to put them in jewelry, right? You can't just have, like, what are you, Scrooge McDuck? You just got a chest of jewels? I know. Why do I hear chest of jewels and I automatically think pirate? I'm like... Right. I'm like, bitch, you got doubloons? What are we doing? (laughs) Oh, lazy. You don't need this. I'm very confused. No. So, getting caught. Oh. Oh. I, I wish almost, she could have got away with it forever. I know. I almost felt like she would have. I was like ready for the story to end happily ever after. <laughs> right. With like, it's over. She won. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we want to hear. <laughs> so through the prestigious Baptist church, Cassie connected with Herbert Newton, an investment banker in Boston, who was thrilled to provide her with a loan and wrote her a check from his business for $79,000 and a personal check for $25,000. He was even more pleased when she signed a promissory note for $190,000 uh, without questioning the outrageous interest. So basically he thought he was getting over on her because he was like, okay, mm. I'm going to give you these two loans. <laughs> which total what is this uh 84 no 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 no, no ninety four thousand dollars right but you gotta pay me a hundred ninety thousand so basically you gotta give me a hundred thousand dollars in interest <laughs> oh he was Bruh. like yeah yeah uh come on how do you not know i mean i think i would even know that that was a scam <laughs> Look, Ace Ace Cash could never, honey. Okay, never. check cashing places could <laughs> never. Okay, you thought she was getting a predatory loan at the cash checking place? Don't get nothing from Herbert. He's like, yeah, I give you ninety four thousand dollars. You just give me over twice that back. <laughs> <laughs> Sound oh, good? Man. Sound it's good? Deal, deal. So by November 1904, Newton realized that Cassie had no intention of repaying the loans and filed a suit in federal court in Cleveland. I'm glad she got your ass because you were trying to be predatory. And you probably did that shit because she was a woman. You were like, oh, this little dumb woman won't know that she owes me her life. Right. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. She played you. (laughs) Cassie denied all charges and also the claim of any relationship with Andrew Carnegie. It's been said repeatedly that I had asserted that Andrew Carnegie was my father, she said. I deny that. I absolutely deny it. Technically, she never started. She started the rumor, but she (laughs) never said. Yeah, she didn't perpetuate it. She just said, don't tell anyone. And of course. So to this day, the full extent of Cassie's spoils remains unknown. Some historians believe that many victims declined to come forward, probably embarrassed, but Mm. most commonly cited the sum is like around $633,000, which would be about $16.5 million in today's currency. Yeah, she was robbing everybody, everybody. In March 1905, Cassie Chadwick was found guilty of conspiracy to defraud a national bank and sentenced to 10 years in penitentiary. Carnegie himself attended the trial and later had a chance to examine the infamous promissory notes. Carnegie pointed out errors in spelling and punctuation. And he said, why I have not signed a note? He said, I haven't signed a note in 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) The whole scandal could have been avoided if anyone had just bothered to ask Ask. him. So she said, don't tell nobody that I'm the daughter. So everybody was like, okay, we're going to tell everybody but him. And we never going to talk to him about it. <laughs> That's how rumors work. People just whisper and stare while you walk by. But you never tell the person you're talking about. Damn. I love this woman. I love her. And I'm so sad that she had to go back to jail. I hope that she somehow got yeah. out. I hope that her psychic ability helped 
I feel like she just had to have been so beautiful for you to be coughing up blood in that time period and people not stay away from you like a leopard. Like you had to just be like so cute. Stunning. Yeah. Or maybe she was just also very charming and magnetic, you know? Oh, for sure. She had to have been to pull these these cons on or these. I mean, I'm just I'm really impressed because, you know, she could have been an underdog her whole life. And she decided right. to flip the script. But also, Kudos. I'm a little annoyed that she didn't just ride the wave out. Like, scammers get caught because they don't know when to quit. And it's like, you've made... Mm-hmm. If she hadn't taken out that last loan from that guy, which she didn't need. He was buying people eight pianos. Just don't buy him eight pianos. Yeah. Maybe just give him some of the blooms that you got already. You know, recycle some of your <laughs> <laughs> opulence. You got to right. get brand new pianos. And why are you giving people stuff? Just like, also, wasn't she married to like a really prominent family? Like, what? What yes. are you doing? Mm-hmm. You made it. You your scammed bridges. your way to the top, and then you got to stop. But just like yeah, but what it is, scams. <laughs> you can't you pop, stop. Can't stop. You can't stop. But it's the adrenaline of getting away with it that makes yeah people scam over and over. But she was living a whole fake life. I'm like, you couldn't just get off on living a fake life for the rest of your life. You had to keep robbing people. Yeah, I don't know. (sighs) Guess she needed more piano money. I'm not sure. (laughs) But guys, uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back for the last segment of the show. Robbery! Back in the 90s, Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Like, who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might try to actually snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow the big flop wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a showstopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess 
All right, guys, and we're back, and this is the saddest part because it's the end, and I have to let no. Chrissy go. Uh, so, as always, guys, I know we end with scammer <laughs> of the week, um, and this week we want to honor a very special man. Uh, this is Clinton Argiagos. Am I saying that right? I think so. Um, he was thirty-three, and he was arrested for renting homes that he did not own. <laughs> Detective said, <laughs> Det- "Right, you were with it. You were like renting homes. Why did you get arrested for that? Ooh. Oh, he did not own the homes. Oh, he did not. Uh, <laughs> minor technicality in renting a yeah. home is owning it first. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> so, detective said he found vacant houses that were for sale and simply replaced the for sale signs out front with his own for rent sign. He conned at least four people in and pocketed the money. Police say." Victims would call him and he would collect the first month's rent and security deposit before they figured out that there was a problem, police said. In one case, two victims didn't find out until they started to move into the house at the same time. (gasps) What? So not only was he renting out. Well, he's not renting these out. He can't rent them out. Yeah. He is hiding a for sale sign and putting a for rent sign. And then he's also saying that he's renting it to multiple people, the same home. <gasps> Ooh. So you go to move into your place that you've rented and there's another moving truck there. <laughs> You're like, hey, what y'all, what y'all doing here? Oh, no, I'm, I'm renting 1801. No, I'm, I'm renting 1801. No, 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 no. Uh, I talked to uh, Clinton. Yeah, I talked to Clinton as well. <laughs> wow, that is Clinton's phone is just fuck. Right, this is terrible because like housing, yeah. especially if you have to rent, you're in a certain financial situation. Like I'm renting an apartment. You know what I mean? Like in Los Angeles, like buying a house here is ridiculous. Um, you can't. So, <laughs> right, especially if you want a house in a good area, like mm-hmm. bruh. These mm-hmm. the Los Angeles housing be like, oh, that's a steal right there. One bedroom, zero bath, one point four million dollars. <laughs> but the view is great, Lacey. The view, okay. The when you mayor. pee in the outhouse outside, <laughs> it's like you're out in nature. You can hear the animals. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. They have plenty of outdoor showers in Bali, and it's all the rage. <laughs> You don't need to do the bathroom inside. No. <laughs> like, LA housing is trash, bro. This, this is fucking terrible. I, guys, this is Scammer of the Week, but I'm not on this man's side because what he did is extremely wrong. Um, if he was tricking some rich people, I'd be more apt to be on his side. But these are just everyday people who are renting. I know. Um, it's pretty sad. But wait, did this happen in LA or somewhere else? So, let me see where this happened. But Lucas, okay, I'm going to have to look it up because I don't know. It doesn't say here where exactly this happened. But um, it says that he did this to four people and he pocketed the money. Victims would call him and he would collect the first month's rent and security deposit before, before they figured it out. And one, and then it says that Detective Paul Balukas said that he gives our... <laughs> He gives Clinton an A plus for creativity, but added that his crime is a crime. See, so even the cops were like, "This is this is a good one." 
<laughs> we had fun. We all had fun, right? We all had fun. Uh, <laughs> he said one red flag, according to police, was that Clinton didn't want to meet at the rental house and arranged to meet his victims at fast food restaurants or other locations to collect their money. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, no. But when you're moving, you're desperate. Yeah, I guess I guess that that is true. And if he's giving it for a good price, then it's like, oh, this is a steal. Let's, like, get on it. I don't know. But, like, don't you need paperwork to sign? Was he creating the paperwork? Oh, man, Lacey, after this podcast, now I'm going to be a scammer. I'm not going to get scammed anymore. <laughs> I'm going to become a scammer. <laughs> oh, no, we've turned another one to the dark side. <laughs> Not the dark side. <laughs> You'll love to see it. I love I love when people come on and they're like, I'm not really a scammer. This also happened with Lamar Woods. Do you know Lamar Woods? I, I don't know if you no, know him. No, no, I don't He's know. He's a comedian. Yeah, uh, I know he, he is. On, he was like, I'm... He was like, I'm not much of a scammer. And then by the end, he was like, oh, I'm running scams on people. I was like, <laughs> you love to see it. You love to see it. Oh, wow. So I just looked it up. Yeah. He, um, this is this actually makes me super proud. He's from Dallas, Fort Worth. Ooh, you know, I'm from Texas. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Dallas. Shout out to a Texas king. Uh, housing is pretty affordable in Dallas. So, okay. you know. Okay. It's yeah. still trash that he did this. But also, I'm mad that he was like, okay, so y'all trying to sign this lease? Great. Meet me at the Arby's. <laughs> they got the meats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got the meats and I got the lease. Okay? <laughs> sign it and catch up. <laughs> right. Literally. Oh. I, I mean, shout out to Clinton. He was in jail on $8,500 bond. Um, I don't know how much time he's going to end up serving for doing this. Oh, and yeah. he is a black man. Wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, you know what? He was creative. Because I, I would never think to do that. Well, maybe now. <laughs> after this right but like how to you know rent out a place that i don't even own that takes like guts so and I, he looks like a landlord he's got a oh, landlord okay. vibe like i would see him and be like yeah you're a landlord um but yeah i wouldn't think to do that i wouldn't think to just cover up the sign so guys yeah. if you're out there and you're looking to rent places like make sure you get on zillow make sure you get on like mm-hmm. you know some reputable real estate sites definitely don't meet anybody at an arby's at to a sign arby's a lease. mcdonald no fast food joint no no place other than the place or the office i, I would say right Right. The official realtor office or the actual physical place itself. Um, yeah, and do your research, guys. But I know it's hard when you're moving because oftentimes mm-hmm. we're moving, we're on a deadline and mm-hmm. we're like just trying to get the shit over with. Um, I've moved under duress. The apartment I live in right now, I moved into while I was in a Seattle shooting a movie. Oh, wow. Because I... I didn't have any time to like relocate because there was like crazy stuff with my roommates not paying their rent and stuff. So I had paid all my rent. So luckily he yeah. didn't evict us, but he did let us out of our lease because he liked me and was a nice guy. But that still meant I had to get the fuck ASAP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I, so I've had to do it. So guys, just be careful out there. Remember Despometer. Check and see how desperate you are or how desperate you feel before you make some rash decisions that feel a little off to you, like mm-hmm. signing a lease at an Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, that's our show. Chrissy, we always ask people, 
where do you want to be found? Where do I want to be found? Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I want to be found on Instagram <laughs> at Chrissy Fit and uh, or Twitter at Chrissy Fit. I just said that because I don't want to be found at my home. <laughs> yes, was, exactly. That's why we asked where you want to be found. Right. We don't, we don't want... We don't want you to be found anywhere you don't want to be found as scammers. Yes. No, Lacey, there was a masturbator outside my window. I don't know if you no. know this. Yeah, no. Yeah. I know. And he was there was... specifically to masturbate to you? I No, I don't think so. At this point, we don't think so. He might... I mean, at, at first I thought maybe he was a big acapella fan and was just really excited about it. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I put a camera. He came by the next night <laughs> with a bag of Carl's Jr., speaking of fast food. And he was waiting wow. for, like, dinner and a show, but then never showed up again. So I don't want to be found outside my window. <laughs> Just on Instagram. And that is fair. And Twitter. Damn. <laughs> I need to do better. One of my friends is always like, Lacey, you can't just be walking around your house naked. Like, your windows open up and other people have windows on the other side. I don't want nobody bringing no Carl's Jr. over for the <laughs> 9 o'clock show. <laughs> Trust know. me. Trust me. From then on, like, sun goes down, shades go go up. Like, no. Go up. Amen. Mm-hmm. Go As down. Always, guys, if you... <laughs> right. Oh, right. Not up. Down. Uh, <laughs> as always, guys, you can find us at Scam Goddess Pod on at gmail.com. If you want to snitch on your friends, your family, your relative, yourselves, just make sure that you've retired the scam. And then you can find us at Scam Goddess on all platforms, Scam Goddess Pod. And if you want to follow me and my shenanigans, D I V A L A C I D V A L A C I on all platforms. Guys, stay scheming. Scam Goddess. You might not think that a few simple words could make you crave McDonald's breakfast sandwiches. But if you listen closely to the sound of me saying McGriddles, McMuffin, you might be wrong. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.